Let's go. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Yep. Oh, yeah, man. So shout out to everybody that's tuned in today, man. It's a lovely day in February. You know, black history, all, all 365, but in February, we get to act a little extra with it. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy, George Lee, a.k.a. Consciously. Don't forget the lead. You can find me at georgeleespeaks.com. You know I got it for the draw. I said, I'm going to take it for the cheat. I'm out, I'm out hey. to my mimosa already. But who I'm with, man? Hey, it's your girl, Toya G, in the building. Definitely identifying with Infinite Blank in the, in the chat. That's why, you know, I got my H2O because other other things, other sources. But uh, I'm happy to be with y'all. Feeling good, feeling great. It's Black History Month, and I'm just happy to be here with y'all. Um, I really, it's one of those I could complain, but I won't type days. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I'm here. It's another Monday night in the building with my peoples. I got my yes. people here. Yes, and I am the political plug. Enjoying my Japanese whiskey for the evening. You know, usually I'll be rocking with the Jameson, but I'm rocking with the Japanese tonight. Uh, I'm ready to get it in. Um, I love talking about the Black Panthers. Anytime I got an opportunity to talk about the Black Panthers, I'm going to do it. So uh, we in here. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, everybody on IG, man, if you're trying to get in this conversation about the Black Panthers in terms of Messiah and the Black Judas, so we're talking about also climate change and environmental racism. Y'all meet us over at YouTube right now and shout out to everybody on YouTube and Facebook. Yep. Uh, before we though, well, before we even jump into the Snapchat, which I'm about to bring to y'all, want to make sure we plug our Chop Up Black History Month show. It's next and the the last. It's next Monday, which is the last Monday of this month. So you don't want to miss it. We have our Black History Month awards. It's been a long year, a lot of interesting things, and we always just try to make sure we give some shout outs. We highlight some people, some topics, some events that really shape this year's history, our lifelong history, you know, so we want to make sure we have an, a, a nice little elaborate conversation that includes all of y'all. Make sure you follow on the Chop Up Show on Instagram. Make sure that that's the thing that you're doing so that you can stay plugged in to a lot of the nominees, to a lot of the uh, the topic areas, to a lot of uh, the topic areas, the categories is what I want to say. Um, and so that you can be plugged into how these awards is coming together. Basically though, long story short, next Monday night, same time, same station, same place. We're going to shout out some Black History Month awards for 2021. We did it last year. So this is not a new business to us. We're going to run it back this year, do it even more creative. So make sure y'all tap in and y'all know what's going on. Right, right, right. Make sure we need some nominees. Shout out to Noelle. Uh, she's already sent us a couple businesses. You know what I'm saying? Sent us a couple nominees. So if y'all got some Black people that just want to be highlighted, right? Because the way that we come up with the actual awards themselves, the the uh, the groups, the category, you know what I mean? We we put them together how we put them together. You feel me? Y'all just send us people that deserve to be mentioned, that y'all care about, that y'all want to put on the platform, and we're going to do our thing for y'all. The Black History Month Awards next week. Y'all stay tuned on that IG. We're going to have all that pub going on. Let's get into it. Hey, so it's a snapshot. Real quick tonight, I have a question to ask uh, these two gentlemen I'm here with, as well as the wonderful people we have in the comments. Um, you know, as parents, you know, or potential future parents or even people who are in the lives of uh, young children, we have to ask ourselves when the right time is for the talk. Um, now, could be talking about a lot of different things. Don't make any assumptions because the talk that I want to ask you all about tonight is about when and how do you as black parents 
or let's be honest, just parents of children in this country mm. start the conversation about slavery, right? Mm. What we know about slavery, and this is I want to frame it for you, it's Black History Month, let's talk about it. And let's start at the epicenter of Black history for, you know, this country. Slavery is a huge part of that. It was very formative. We know that to be, uh, you know, the concept we call it is modernity, right? It has really started to shape everything we knew about civil society, everything we know about why government is, why police is, why economy is, was shaped by slavery, right? And yeah. so it, it's, it's, a, it's an important component of reality, of life for Black children in particular. It starts to explain a huge part of their trajectory from childhood on, but it can be a st sticky subject. Right, it could be kind of heavy. So I just I don't know how if y'all have started to think about it as parents of young black children. But when let's start off with the first question, even before we talk about what you're gonna tell them about it. When do you think you want to introduce the concept of slavery to children? Ma'am, I thought a four years old, and actually me and my wife had to deal with a little debacle today where my wife did my daughter's hair. And my daughter had her little Elsa princess shit on. And my daughter's like, I want my hair like Elsa's. And me and my wife are like, you you don't have hair like Elsa, baby. We're kind of going back and forth, you know what I'm saying, about, you know, essentially European standards of beauty and how she correlates being royal and being a princess and being Elsa to having a European hair. So, you know what I'm saying? My wife is, you know what I'm saying? Black, biracial. I'm all the, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I guess I'm, I'm full black. You know what I'm saying? I guess I don't know how. We, <laughs> I don't know how to say I'm all the way black. Whatever. <laughs> but we, we, both, we, both, we both all the way black, but we have different textures and different ways of positioning blackness. That's how I would put that. You know what I'm saying? And we understand that she kind of already thinks very poorly about the hair texture that she has. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And shit, we know that come from slavery one way or another, but it's hard to tell that to a four-year-old. You right. know what I'm saying? So right now, it's just been trying to use like positive reinforcement of what I learned in school as being a positive discipline in terms of trying to reinforce something that's good. You feel me? But it's a conversation that me and me and me and my wife had to think about, like, damn. Okay. And we definitely felt some type of way about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's a conversation that I don't even I don't even know how to answer your question being real. And I got a four year old. Well, it's interesting because what it sounds like from you is that, you know, because I asked when you want to start the conversation. But you have basically said that the conversation has come to you in one way or another where you felt like you had to go and make a loop to go acknowledge it. You know what I'm saying? Which is which is a difficult point because, you know, there are some children. I sure, it was cold, but it was like, baby, you have beautiful hair. Your hair is beautiful. It was like, and I mean, I, I do want to be clear that I'm making a distinction between things like race, like just oh, yeah. racialize your children, like because that's one thing. I'm but slavery, about children, like capital S, organizing yeah. phenomena for our lives. Because, like, think about it, right? And when I think when I think about it as a future parent, and then Dom, I'm gonna turn it over to you. I'm thinking about it from the concept, I'm new in the game. like, huh? I said I'm new in the game. New in the game, but time moves quickly, right? You yeah. already looked different than he started, <laughs> than he came on the scene looking. So, but I, I say all this to say, like, I'm thinking about even how you socialize kids, right? How you, you teach kids in one breath to share. You teach kids that they should be kind and nice to everybody. You teach kids that you should go in and be a person of character who loves on everybody. But we, there's a complicated part in that journey where you end up having to share harsh truth to your, your kids. Like, yeah, then white kids don't share right. Or you know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I, or or the way that they look at what it means to be together or be a group is different. And, and yep. so, 
do you I guess my question is do you let those things come to you or do you say listen <laughs> let me tell you why these little kids act the way they act there's something called slavery you need to know about and whatever so I'm just I want to tell you my train of thought and how I'm thinking uh, as I turn it over to Donald that can start to answer any of these thousands of questions that I started to ask well I mean I um I kind of put my son in a position to where he he gonna have to learn about his history early because it's in his name you know what I'm saying? Like his mm-hmm. name is Huey for a reason. And I always found it interesting because I I, I did that knowing that um it's gonna be instances where people like just say, for example, you named your son after a cartoon character, bro. Like, you feel me? I'm gonna have to judge some people. Um the way that I want to do it, the way that I plan to do it, and I've been having this conversation with my wife recently, is that i probably I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a home son I'm a homeschool my son. I'm gonna give him his history, his education. Um, uh, because I, I was I was when I was editing our episodes from the chop up last week, um, I was listening to the conversation that we was having about opting out of white history, and uh, and what I was explaining then was that opting out of opting out of white history is just uh, us controlling the narrative of our history, mm-hmm. where it begins, how we got and how we got to where we are today, and. In order for my son to understand racism, he has to understand the foundation of it, which is chattel slavery. Right. And so as a parent uh, who's going to be teaching, you know, who, who kind of decided I'm, I'm going to be teaching my son history, is going to be a crucial part of his, his understanding of America. Yep. And so uh, the, the, the earliest ages in which, you know, he starts to kind of understand uh, and be able to take in information, um, I'm going to start teaching him about himself. And the, the conversation of slavery is going to come after we establish, you know, he established his love for himself as a black, as a young black boy, as a potential black man, mm-hmm. for having a black mama and a black daddy and black cousins. Like he, once he has that appreciation and that love and can reflect that and can see that and can show that and, and you know what I'm saying, it can speak that to me as I recognize then like, okay, now the second half of that is understanding why that love for yourself is so important. Yeah. And that's when we kind of going to get into that. So I'm factoring that into me educating my son on my own already. Right. Um, now the homeschooling conversation, that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, Cause I, I just came to that conclusion. I'm like, I'm not giving you to the world. I was just holding them. And I'm like, I'm not about to just give you to the world. Nigga. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, it ain't going to work like that. So uh, for me, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be something that I calculate into his, his learning and his understanding himself and who we are as black people, where he come from, that type of shit. Cause he's, cause he's, he's had, uh, his mother's East African. So he's going to have an understanding of the cultural heritage on his mother's side, but then also what his father's ancestors had to go through. So it's going to, it's going to be a robust and eclectic, uh, uh, education, but you know, I'm up for the challenge. I want to jump in these comments just to highlight some things. George said four. A lot of people saying, I've seen a couple people say four. Uh, seeing six. I see. I saw. I've already talked to, to my boys about it. They're eight to ten. Scott, who has an interesting perspective just because um, I'm, I'm, I don't, I, I think you're white. I know you are white body. You're a white body person. So <laughs> as a white body person, Scott has said the moment yeah, she started American history for us as a white family. So yeah, you know what I'm saying? Which is important, you know, just from the perspective of white people. And that's why I said not just black families, but how do, when do you start having to talk with your white kids 
about the way that slavery has organized, impacted, and influenced the way that they live their lives, right? And the way that they are being yeah. taught when they go to school outside of your household to start to socialize and deal with certain people, right? Like, are you bold enough to tell your kids, you know, the whole reason why you tend to sit with them and not sit with them started way back in slavery, yeah. right? And really doing that, the connecting those dots, that's important. Yeah, I go more, more, more in detail. My daughter get my daughter and son get more inquisitive, and they bring it to me. But right now, me knowing what I know about parenting, shit, my kids give me enough curveballs throughout the day to deal with. It's like <laughs> I'm not gonna just give myself a goddamn curveball to be explaining. I'm, I'm gonna wait till they bring it to me. That's what Sherry Pearl said. You should have a conversation when the topic is brought up to be conversed. And it's kind of put with a question mark, like maybe. Uh, but kids are curious and have a lot of questions about the world and they're going to ask them. So, you know, I'm not a parent. I don't know what thousands of things kids can bring you to possibly talking about. I know I was probably a talkative. I wish my mom was on the night to attest to this. Probably had questions about everything, wanted to talk about everything. So, you know, that's that's kind of, you know, where it's at. Uh, Kalia said middle school because that's kind of when history teachers start teaching about it. I want my kids to be prepared to challenge their teachers because teachers don't go into much detail about it. I don't disagree with that. I just feel like for kids to have the confidence to start challenging folk and do it with, you know, respect, you know, and do it with finesse and do it in a way that don't make the teacher have be blowing up your phone. or doesn't have the teacher blowing up your phone talking about, you know, whatever, but still point of order correction right i think you might have to start a little bit earlier than that because you have to build that confidence in your kids they have to have the vocabulary to be like no actually my mama said right and then be able to kind of segue into some of those things so i might if that's going to be the case to equip my kids to challenge folk equip them a little bit earlier uh and then let me see a third um, said spiritual huh i was gonna say malcolm williams had an interesting one uh he yeah, said he grew up he grew up Haitian uh, in Mississippi, so he had an unexpected crash course on slavery pretty early on. Yeah, that's like, like you said, that's how, uh, like what Ethereal Beauty was saying, the opportunity presents itself in most cases. Because uh, what we haven't really spoke on is how understanding slavery and how that's created the current relationship with uh, like authority figures, mm -hmm. like law enforcement, is actually a part of the survival strategies that, we, uh, that we've deployed. Um, and our understanding of what it means to be black. So, like those, yeah. like having to learn that it, 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 it's always something like, "Well, shit, you you gonna you gonna learn it pretty quick." Uh, factual. Want to recap a couple of things on that same note? Malcolm said because he learned about it, or they learned about it so early. My teacher stayed blowing up my mama phone. So clearly, you know, once you get the nerve, the audacity to challenge some of those positions, you know, you got to expect. And that's the thing. I, I plan on raising a child where I do expect phone calls. You know what I'm saying? I do. I don't I don't not expect those things to happen or to occur because of the ways we're trying to balance some of that, the, you know, that experience. I don't want to. And this is a whole separate conversation. So I won't stay here long. Completely decry the public education system because I'm a product of it. And I know what can happen if you know what I'm saying? You get a child in a situation and you plot and plan and you find and you are invested in knowing as much about your school district as possible, how you can put your child on a trajectory to be successful. And so I won't I, I, I'm not against sending my child there, but I am absolutely pro being actively and intentionally invested in balancing and rounding out their education with so much more than what they're going to learn in the four walls of that school. We got a Canadian perspective from Godfrey. I grew up in Canada in a pretty white area. My parents are African, but they made sure to drill into me the history of colonization and chattel slavery, seeing how differently different it was from school was scary. Um, Taylor says, I didn't know about slavery until sixth grade. I wanted to make sure my daughter is educated long before I was. She has lots of questions and she's only five right now. So it's very important that they on the right track. And then I'll shout out one more comment real quick. 
uh, from Vance. Sometimes we don't get the luxury of waiting. My daughter was seven when she first experienced it from a girl from Iran whose parents told her she couldn't play with her anymore because she is black. And I think that is definitely, you know, when we start talking about tearing into education, right? It's, it has a ripple effect, right? Because people are coming into this country, having this perception of black people, having this notion of black people was completely devoid of our history, of our perspective, of our narrative. Oh, yeah. we start telling our who we actually are. Playground. Yeah. Let me get you together real quick about who I am on this playground real fast. And that's yeah. largely reflective of what's up. Odie said, I had to explain slavery uh, to my daughter this summer because she wanted to understand why police were being so mean to black folks. And so, I mean, I, you, if you're raising a child that's it, it, at all and you raise and you raising the child, not the TV and not the games and stuff like that, they should be coming to you with questions about what's happening around them in their society and community. Yeah. They should be curious about these types of things. If you are raising your child and not letting devices and other stuff do that job. Last thing I say, and then I might close it out because I just I'm, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, in terms of just when you lay something so heavy on the child. Noel says, uh, talk to give my kids about on white. Uh, I talked to my kids about white privilege, pointed out and discussed how to use it for good and not for evil. My daughter was eight and my son was 10. I wish I would have started a little bit sooner. So uh, the talk, you know, we have to, you know, we, we talked we've talked about the talk in terms of police brutality and, you know, parents telling their black kids, particularly their black sons, how to behave mm -hmm. and to kind of, you know, engage and do what they're supposed to do with the police. But black people have to have a whole lot of talks. Black women have to have the talk. There's a talk black women have to have about how they can't walk around with their asses out. And they did, if you're a black girl, you've had to talk as well. So just, just thinking about all the talks, all the conversations, and this is not unique to black folks. You know, conversations are, they are a part of maturation in life. But when we think about black people uniquely, you know, and, and just people in general. The context that is unique. History. Everybody needs to make a plan and talk to their children about slavery sooner rather than later. Because it is the fabric of our lives. Get it? Cotton? No pun intended. You see the joke I did there was a pun. It was a real, it was a big pun, but it was a pun. Anyway, I'm done. That, uh, was, wait, that was a communications okay. master's uh, pun right there. You can keep that. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> hey, man. I sense of humor. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my tithes. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Little penny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.